something that I've learned is like, oh, like programming can be complex for sure when you're um, delving into like really difficult problems. But at the base of it, like you're just explaining things to uh, your computer, which is which knows nothing about like implicit understandings of like go make a sandwich or whatever. Just it needs to be told exactly what it uh, should do. Hello and welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast with Steve Carroll and J.P. Camara, where we talk with people whose lives were transformed by trying something new. Today, we're joined by Zach Gibb, a software engineer in Providence, Rhode Island. Hello, my name is Zach Gibb. Welcome to the show. Zach Gibb, did you go to school initially for software engineering or did you have I've another I've never path? been to school. Oh. Just kidding. Uh, kind of. That's actually true. Uh, okay. I was homeschooled for high school and uh, didn't go to college after. Um, so basically after eighth grade, that's it. That's <laughs> that's all the knowledge that fits in this <laughs> noggin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you did up to eighth grade. I mean, I did do school at home. Finished. But, now, with uh, with homeschooling, do you get like a GRE at the end of it or an official high school diploma? How does that work? Uh... I got a GED. GED. I think the GRE Sorry, is for uh, grad school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good you know what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not considered a regular high school diploma? Like it has, it's just a GED. Uh, I think you can like send in for a regular high school diploma and you have to get like your um, whole like high school transcripts uh, like validated by your local school. So you get a GED. Yeah. Um, and then po- after that, what after was the that, plan? I had absolutely no idea. Um I had done um, poorly in uh, regular school, uh, which is why I became homeschooled, um, which was good uh, and definitely like learned a lot through that, um, through like more self-directed learning, Um, but uh, definitely came out of that experience having absolutely no clue what was next. Um, I got into like um, community theater. Uh, in high school. And um, I did really want to do that after I got out. Uh, but I was very nervous about like, long term prospects in that. Um, so I didn't do anything uh, for a while. Um, and uh, did some like construction work with um, uh, someone I had known from from church, uh, did like appliance repair with my uncle. And um after that, I reached out to another uncle of mine, uh, who I knew was a web developer. Um, it was uh, not you, JP. Uh, my uncle is your brother. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, we did work together for a time. Mm. I was like, "Hey, can I like shadow you? I've I have no idea like where my life is going, um, oh. and I'd really love to like um, just like see what you do, see what." um, like programming is like. Um, and so I did that for, I think it was like a year or two, like two years, two years. Did he try to talk you out of it at all or no, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, uh, he was, he was super, uh, helpful in it. Um, which like, uh, coming before coming to the podcast, I was like thinking about like, you know what I'm going to talk about. Um, and like kind of time, 
after time, um, it kind of just struck me how, uh, like, thankful I was that things fell into place um, and that, like, people took a chance, I guess. I had no idea. I didn't really grow up all that interested in computers outside of, like, video games, which, very interested in video games, but not, like, taking apart uh, computers or whatever. More the kid to, like, sit in the woods and, like, look at a tree and uh, imagine, like, you know, like, elves and stuff on the tree. So I was real popular in school. I did that for uh, for a couple months and then just kept on doing it, learning more things, uh, helping fix, like, small websites here and there. And it kind of just, like, snowballed from there. What is a web developer who's just learning how to be a web developer? Yeah. What, what do they do? So a lot of Googling, for sure. <laughs> um, and, like, what I started out with was um, writing, uh, like, HTML and CSS, too, uh, which for uh, someone that hasn't written HTML or CSS, it's, uh, like, two languages uh, that make up, like, how we view websites. I don't know. Like, HTML is the content structure uh, of a website. So you'll set up uh, like all of the things that you want the website to say and uh, have in it like, you know, a header, an image, some like content, whatever. Uh, and then you go in with CSS, which is a cascading style sheets. Um, and uh, you go and like make it all pretty uh, and say like, I want this uh, section of the site to be, you know, this size and this color and respond in this way as the as the screen dimensions change. So that was a really good way to kind of get started in that world. And like over the course of, uh, of working with Jake, like slowly mixed in more like hard programming elements, like tying in, like going from those like static pages into more um, like dynamic content. So instead of just this one title, we'd take that same layout for the page and say like, okay, like let's have um, the ability to edit this title. So we'd pull in like programmatically different sections of the site. And that's kind of how I started getting to know the, the logic side of programming, which uh, is very um, puzzle-like. So you kind of, you take all these pieces, you put them together. Yeah, exactly. I now uh, work um, remotely, so I basically just haunt coffee shops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like slowly drift in, phase mm. through the door kind of haunting. Let's go back to like the early yeah. web stuff. Um, now, if, if someone wanted to get started. Yeah, for sure. Of learning how to put together web pages, right? They go, yeah. they go online and they see like... I don't know their their favorite website. Let's just say it's like cupofjoe.com, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's uh, it's like a, a lifestyle blog where they see like pictures and yeah. articles written by people. Like what um, if maybe they want to program, maybe they don't. But like yeah. if someone wants to put a website together, how does that happen? Like what what kinds of skills do people need who work in different parts of like the web? First off, like eliminate the thought that's like, oh, that's like smart people stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do that. Like you know, it's so I'm not good at math. Yeah, like, uh, I was terrible at math. Yeah, um, and I'm okay at programming. <laughs> um, which, uh, as a diversion, like I can look back now and see those same concepts, like in in programming and those logic flows, um, have 
pretty direct like applications in math so I can look back and be like, oh, I get that. Like I could do that. Um, just the the direction that I think I was attempting to learn it in initially was um, not uh, the best for learning. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Google is your friend. Um, pretty much like any question that you do have, many people have also had uh, for the most part. Um, and, uh, like if you're like, Hey, I want to make a website. Um, how do I go about that? Just Google up like how to make a website. And there are lots of much more skilled teachers, I guess, that have like gone through the process and, and like really step you through, Hey, this is how, like, this is even what a website is. This is how like the internet works and, um, can like really pull that apart, um, and explain to you like step-by-step. You were given this opportunity. Yeah with Jake and you were starting to do some work and do you think something about the visual nature of oh, the yeah, web helps sure. like keep you going? Cause yeah. like you see a thing done. It's like, yeah. oh, man, there's like a very, um, quick feedback loop of mm. like, you make a change, you refresh your page and it's there already. Um, which, um, which is super helpful, especially when you're, uh, at the beginning of learning something. Um, if that time between like change and, reward is really delayed um there's a huge like opportunity to just be like ah screw it like uh, i'm not good enough at this i i give up like i am glad i didn't jump into like super heavy like back-end work uh initially what's backend? Mm. uh okay yeah so um in like web development, there's like a front end, which is uh, things that you see, like the the web page and how various interactions on that web page uh, happen, like responding to a click or um, or like opening up a, a slide menu. Uh, and then the back end um, is a computer somewhere um, that um, like serves additional information to the front end. So um, the like website that you see, um, like maybe you log in to, to Facebook, um, that page that you see, um, I'm making like page hand gestures yeah, for all the viewers, like, a, like squares a and yeah, kind of like a book, like yeah. you're reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that web page that you see, um, is like what we call the front end. You like type on the first name field, type that in password, I guess you username and password, yeah. not first name. Uh, you found out my username. <laughs> no, I think I found out your password. It's your last yeah. name. First username, Zach. Password, Zach give. give. One. <laughs> They'll never figure it out now. Um, so the, the, yeah. the web page is almost uh, talking to something sort yeah, of behind exactly. the scenes. So you like hit submit and it packages up that all that information, makes sure that no one can read it, hopefully. And like airplane like paper airplane shoots it over to um another computer um and it says like okay zach password uh let me look through my files get all of the um like user information like here here are your friends here are um like your notifications whatever um and it takes its own paper airplane and like shoots it back to that page that you see and like hey you're logged in um you can see your friends list etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's like a communication between that page that you see and um the server which is like the back end um and like doing server work is is pretty fun um 
because uh, like often there are more like data heavy um, operations that you're doing. Um, but I found that like for sure beginning learning this process, it was pretty nice to be able to um, just like change a web page and see like, oh, it's red. Like, oh, it's blue. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. Glitter. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have those c- types of effects anymore. Yeah, in um, the future, maybe we will. Yeah, in the 2090s, the 90s <laughs> web style will come back into into play. I find it interesting that I, th- I think people from the outside think that software development is kind of like very like zeros and ones and yeah. math and all this crazy stuff. But like, you know, a person like you who comes from more of a creative, probably some writing, I'm assuming some mm-hmm. acting, uh, could find a deep interest oh, yeah, in for software sure. and find a, like scratch a creative itch. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it is very, it is very creative, which yeah. is, um, which is nice. Like you can, um, see something like you've, uh, you've spent time in. Um, it's not, purely just like spreadsheet like crunching which can be enjoyable like in its own right um trying to like get all those systems into place um but uh but it is nice to be able to like look at a website and see like something beautiful um that you've had a hand in uh in creating and it's got a lot of reach too yeah so yeah um and even like something that i found out over the years is like the uh, problem solving aspect of it is uh really enjoyable um and pretty creatively fulfilling um like you're you're like building things um so i don't know i don't know if uh this is a common um a common way of like looking at programming um but uh oftentimes like when i have uh a problem or I'm working through something, um, I'm creating like kind of like physical, um, structures in my, in my head to try and figure out like, okay, this part passes this information to that part. Uh, and it goes through this transformation and it's like, you know, weaving its way through, um, different systems. Um, which, um, like if you ever run into, uh like a programmer um at work or something and you're like hey bill what's going on and they look up at you with like this blank stare <laughs> um like it takes a lot of work to like load that um load those systems into your head and like how they um how they're like interacting and talking to each other um at least that's a lot of work for me uh no yeah. no totally yeah, yeah. No, I, I use the phrase to kind of describe that of getting my mind around a problem. Yeah, exactly. To where like un, until the problem is entirely in your head and, yeah. and you're able to actually like work through it, it's very difficult to solve. Yeah. Problem solving is really the most foundational skill to it. Yeah. Once you can figure that out, it's like you can tackle almost anything. Frequently, it'll come up that like, uh, honestly, this is the majority of the job is being asked to do something that I have absolutely no idea how to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can do that. I think figure it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it'll take me. Like previously I've encountered similar issues, so I can assume that it'll take like in this range of time. Um, but eventually I'll be able to figure something out, whether it was the intended goal or, um, maybe we get along the process and figure out like, you know, uh, this problem that you want to solve is going to take a year. 
um, to actually go through fully. Um, and would you be satisfied with like 90% of the value in like 10% of the time or whatever? Those are real figures, um, completely. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. Oftentimes yeah. they are though. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You can usually get to most of, yeah. And going back to understanding the problem, that's, that's part of the value in that skill. Yeah. It's if you're able to better understand the problem, you're better equipped to solve it. Yeah, exactly. So like a large part of the job is actually, uh, pretty filled with like those soft skills of communicating with people. Um, which as time has gone on, I figured out that, uh, I enjoy that portion of the job, um, a lot actually, um, like actually trying to figure out, okay, you have this problem in front of you. Like you want to, I don't know, like sell things online. I don't know what example (laughs) this is, but like a lot of people want to sell things online. Yeah. I want to sell things online. Mm. Just anything. Yeah. And butter sandwiches. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Not going to go. But, uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, you want this super fancy, like, website. And, like, every time I click on something, it'll switch to a random spot, which is the best way to uh, have a store, I think. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, change everything around. Zizzle and Zazzle. Yeah. Um, But, uh, what the hell? Sorry. Um, oh, whoa. Sorry. Oh, Potty mouth. Geez, explicit. Darn um, yeah, but like being able to talk to you and say like, okay, why do you want this weird website? Mm. It's like, oh, I want like a fun experience. And mm. it's like, okay, let's try to accomplish this a different way <laughs> that will both be cool to you as the person that's like making the website or whatever and the person that's using your website. Because um, there's a lot of times that like, you know, like anyone, you have like a really cool idea that in practice doesn't turn out as well as you've thought. Um, and like being able to validate that to, uh, or in front of other people is like really useful. So, um, like whether that's a website or, or just an idea for a product or a business in general, being able to say like, Hey, I have this idea, um, and bring it in front of people that can, um, I don't know the, the, the verb for this, but like devils advocate you, (laughs) um, be like, okay, like what if someone wants to do this or what if someone wants to do that? Um, that part of the job of like, uh, interviewing people, um, about what they need, what they want to do, like what problems are you running to? Like, how is that affecting your business? How is that affecting your, uh, clients? Like those are all really important things. So, you know, what problems to work on because like in general there are too many problems man (laughs) (laughs) but like uh in any kind of um uh, project that you're gonna go into there are often like too many problems to actually tackle all at the same time like you're only one person or one team and prioritizing um, prioritizing those needs effectively is pretty critical. Um, so you can give someone something in as short, uh, an amount of time as possible that will, um, you know, make them as happy as possible. So you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that, you know, you had a non-traditional yeah. software development background, yeah, yeah. right? You know, there's a lot of people in the software in- industry, especially that you hear about in the news that are like, I, 
you know, made computer programs when I was three years old, and I was soldering processors onto my dad's Ferrari. I, I made don't... an Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you may have seen me in the movie Iron Man. I was in the Middle East, and I created a whole suit that <laughs> fought terrorists. I have a new heart. Yeah. <laughs> that was... They call him Tony Stark in the movie, but his name was Zach Gibb. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that can be intimidating you know in yeah. uh in this in that in the industry that you're in um there's a term that probably applies to lots of other industries but is very particularly emphasized in this one called imposter syndrome oh yeah for sure so and and the basic idea is like you're doing a job and you constantly feel like you're not qualified to do it mm. you're an idiot mm-hmm. everyone else knows everything mm-hmm. and you don't know anything mm-hmm. What uh, what is your experience coming from a non technical background, yeah. jumping into this just like learning on your own? What's your experience been with imposter syndrome, and, and do you I relate still to that? have that? Yeah, um, like even coming onto this podcast, I think I said it at the very beginning, but it's like, oh man, I I don't know what I'm doing. I I'm just trying to figure it out. Like I don't know. I'm not fit for this. Who put me in charge of this? Like <laughs> I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that's just something that uh and I don't know if like it goes away at some point, but it's definitely something that I've dealt with since I started. Um it's also something that I've dealt with like in general about everything. About everything. Yeah. Um but I think the more I've uh learned, the less that stops me. Um, don't get me wrong. I am for sure anxious most of the time about things. Um, but, uh, but you just do it anyway. Um, and it's like a, it's a process. Um, and you, through those experiences, you'd know a little bit more, a little bit more. And, um, not that this is the only motivation for it. Uh, but like you get a little more ammunition to combat that, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in the back of your head all the time. Or it's like, well, actually, I kind of do. Or at least I know kind of what I'm doing. Not that I can fully like rest in that like a returning king. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was a weird. No, I mean, that's a uh, classic yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Rest, <laughs> rest in your, your gumption like Rome. a returning king. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, it does get easier a little bit. The more you confront that, like, narrative in your head of, like, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I I feel insufficient for this task. Or it's like, okay, yep, I could be. Like, a lot of the times in my job, like, I literally don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know how to solve it. And the whole job is just, like, figuring out how to solve it. Um, so going in like super brash and being like, actually, I do know what to do. (laughs) It it is, I don't know, uh, (laughs) doesn't, I don't know, like it, uh, it doesn't help all that much. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm kind of wandering about, uh, trying to wrap my mind around this, but like, I mean, I think everyone, I don't think anything would ever get done. If people didn't do things they didn't know how to do yeah, or exactly. try things they didn't know how to yeah. do. And so for people coming into this or someone wanted to get yeah. into development and they felt that, they're like, I'm starting this so late. What, how yeah. am I going to possibly do this? Yeah. What What would you say to them? 
Like, I, I don't know. You can do it. It's not, yeah. not that it's not difficult because it's a new way of thinking, but it's possible. Like, um, for example, like I have a cousin that, uh, is now like doing work for like MIT, like super smart, always was like messing around with computers as a kid. And I'd watch him and like, oh, he's so smart. Like, I'll never be that smart. I don't know what to do with computers. Like, <laughs> they just, you know, show me uh, Facebook or like AIM. Um, <laughs> and it's something that, um, like, something that I've learned is like, oh, like programming can be complex for sure when you're um, delving into like really difficult problems. But at the base of it, like, you're just explaining things to uh your computer which is which knows nothing about like implicit understandings of like go make a sandwich or whatever just it needs to be told exactly what it uh should do um which going into it with that kind of mindset um cool uh (laughs) you're arrested uh Oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, they find out you're an imposter. Yeah, they found out Entrapment. for sure. Yeah, we told them. <laughs> um, but yeah, like going into it and being like, okay, it's not programming. Like, oh, such a scary concept. Which I'm making light of it, but like, it can be really intimidating to mm. go in and be like, I'm not smart enough to do that. Um, and if, like, you say that to yourself going into a problem, you'll never, you'll never figure it out. Um, because you're already like cutting yourself off at the knee, um, saying that you like for sure can't do this thing. Um, but like going into it and being like, okay, I might be able to do this thing is a, is a step up from, I for sure can't do this. Um, and you can like step along to, I can do this thing. I don't know how to do this thing, but I will be able to do this thing. Uh, and the amount of time that, uh, lapses between those two states is totally variable but um but yeah um like it is possible to go into something that you don't know how to do and through either like bugging people that do know or like stepping along that process and figuring it out one step at a time like you can learn um, there, so one of the, the a few things that yeah. kind of came up in this conversation is, you know, programmers are especially good at identifying that they might not know how right now, but they can figure out how. Yeah. Um, they're, they tend to be, um, people who, when they solve a problem, somehow that's gratifying for them. Oh yeah. It's like satisfying to, yeah. to figure that out. Are there other qualities that people who are thinking about you know, learning more about programming that they should reflect about themselves that might be true, that might point to, hey, you could probably be a good programmer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, the ability to, like, step through a problem um, is pretty key. And all of these skills are, I think, things that can be uh, nurtured as well. Um, Because I know that, like, I've gotten better at some of them um, over time. Um, yeah, uh, like wanting to solve a problem or like wanting to know just a little bit more, um, even if you have no idea like how to program or like you're not all that into computers or whatever, that um, drive to like, oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. I wonder like what this means or that means. Um, that like curiosity is 
helpful uh, in the job because you run across things that um, you might not even have use of in the immediate uh, in the immediate problem, but will come in uh, handy later. Like uh, if I'm reading like documentation for um, some uh, program that I'm using or um, some like set of data or whatever, um, and I see something that looks interesting. Like, oh, that's a cool name. Like, um, can't think of an example at this point. <laughs> but like, oh, that seems like an interesting thing. I'm going to like just look at that. Oh, neat. Have that in my pocket for later. Um, like that instinct or drive to just pick things apart a little bit. Um, super helpful. Um, also, like, I think if you enjoy like creating things, um, it can be pretty rewarding and satisfying. Um, uh, like I have a, a friend from, um, my previous job that grew up, uh, like, or not grew up, but like did fashion beforehand, like worked on like knitting machines and before like, programming, before programming. Wow. Um, but like that process of creating something, um, was really enjoyable to her and now is like a lead developer at, um, at some company i won't like call her out but like great com- great software at a firm. very great yeah and it's at and a it's, sewing company and i think she started um like in her in her 20s or something um like got into it new and just learned um and really enjoys it like has come to like view uh programming as like a or creating like websites kind of more specifically as a creative outlet um because there's something really gratifying to be able to see a beautiful thing in the world, I guess. Whether that's um, whether that's like, oh, I make furniture, or like I make clothes, or like um, I make art, like fine art, or um, graphic design, or whatever. Um, like that creative drive. Um, well, I do admit for sure, like, there are aspects of programming that, like, coming from theater, uh, I'm like, oh, I, I want to see people a little bit more um, and not be, like, behind a computer quite as much. Especially being remote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, even in that, like, going and working at coffee shops and putting myself around people, which um, I never thought that would be a thing that I would want to do. Um, and now... Uh, over the past like year or so, especially I've been like, Oh, I, I, maybe I'm not like a heavy introvert. Maybe, I don't know. Like definitely there is like an aspect of that. Um, but like, uh, in the, in the frame of like, you can do it, do it. Like I definitely used to be very, uh, anxious, um, very like afraid of talking to people. Um, and had that like voice, that uh, imposter syndrome voice, like in life, like in interacting with people, like oh, like you know, you're gonna say the wrong thing, or like they probably, you know, like they probably don't really want to be friends, or like don't really want to talk to you, um, which kicks the knees out from like anything. Um, but 
uh, over the past like couple years, it's been like I don't want this to be the case anymore. I like, went to therapy and like um, I don't know. Why I said it like that, but uh, it was Therap- super. That's what your therapist right? sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Zach. Hello, Zach. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> um, if you learn to talk like me, you're gonna be healed one day. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean, um, therapy has, has been, yeah, in a, at least for me, you know, talking candidly, an incredibly transformative experience in my life. Yeah. Like it's probably, I'd listed in like top three things that help me grow, transform, like get to know myself better. Yeah. Uh, in some really amazing ways. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's amazing that you went through that process. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, it's, I don't really know what to say back to that, except that like, uh, even if things aren't, I guess, that bad, yeah. it's like, I haven't had that bad of a life. Like, you know, my parents were pretty good. Yeah. I had a pretty good family. Um, but like, I'm tired all the time. Mm. Like, I feel weird about these types of interactions. Like, I don't know, go talk to someone about it. I felt very guilty least. going to therapy. Oh, me too. The first time because, and this, we'll cut this out. We yeah. No, it's okay. Um, I, it could, <clears throat> I am. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I felt like weird about it because I'm like, yeah, those, I, I don't have as many problems. It's like yeah, other people sure. have like real problems. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, my problems aren't real. They're yeah. like in my head. Yeah. It's like, like, I was lonely. That's the only problem that I have. Like, yeah. not like, oh man, like, I saw my friends die in vietnam like like, i'm not even old enough to have been in (laughs) vietnam they were just in vietnam on vacation they were hit by a truck wow uh that was a tough time for me uh no i mean problems are very personal anxiety is very personal and it's like everybody interprets it differently yeah it's equally valid you know yeah and like being able to see over the past couple years like uh oh like i can I can change like, uh, (laughs) things that I thought were, um, like key personality aspects or, or even like interests, like, um, like, oh, that'll, that'll never change. And I just need to like hold myself up and like grin along and bear it for ever. And, uh, I'll always be this way. Um, and for that definitely is probably due to me also being young. Um, but seeing that, change pretty drastically um is really exciting actually um it's like oh i wonder what next um you know you mentioned your friend who was a uh she sewed yeah 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 um there there was a talk i saw a few years ago called apprenticeships i implore you Hmm. which was about companies trying to create apprenticeships to bring people from different backgrounds in. So your friend being in the arts, you being in theater, what do you think the value is of bringing those type of people in a different perspective? Yeah, I think it's very valuable. (laughs) I mean, it's a little bit self-serving to me, but, uh, yeah, definitely do it more. Um, uh, this particular person I think was a uh, political science student and ended up getting, getting into Ruby on rails. So like, yeah. yeah. Cause like, the perspectives of people that are building products like on the internet are really valuable because those are the people that are going to be using your products. Um, unless you're like, I don't know, working for AWS or something. Um, Amazon web services. Yeah. <laughs> In which case your only users will be developers. developers. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, uh, you mentioned 
something about like uh, the trait, whatever, bringing that back in. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, you're not nerdy. Mm-hmm. Like you probably won't do well here. Like, or we'll even have like weird like tests. Not that this is like a common, a common thing, but it like. It can be in certain places. Yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, do you like watch like, I don't know. Like Star Trek or or uh, Star Wars, like which mm. one are you on? Right. Do and you if like you're Coke like or Pepsi, yeah. And if you're like, uh, I don't really care. Mm. It's like your your like nerd credits are diminished. Which mm. I definitely watch Star Wars um, <laughs> instead of Star Trek. But merit, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like those external indicators of like how I guess how like nerdy you are. Mm. I think are really poor uh way of trying to find out or or of like self-assessing or externally assessing how good someone is at at problem solving because like problem solving is the job and a lot of different types of people are very good at problem solving and it doesn't really have like a um set of characteristics yeah, that there's no archetype yeah that makes you a good software developer yeah, yeah. exactly so if like you know, you're super into uh, anything other than, like, computers. Like, eh, actually, like, maybe working on a computer all the time would be uh, a little bit discouraging. But, like, like you can you can do it. So do it. Um, yeah. But I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like, at least for web development, like, you can learn online pretty much anything you want to know because people that um like if you're if you're trying to make websites people that made websites are on the internet and like (laughs) post all the time about like hey this is a problem i encountered um you know for anyone that might run into this later um i'm gonna put this information out into the world um so if you're from like pretty much whatever background you can get started and get a pretty solid understanding of how things work because um because it's out there um waiting to be found out (laughs) and uh and just one more thing so the i feel like not mentioning this would be missing a piece of your story so you you worked with jake and uh to a certain extent myself for a couple years and there was a uh Boot camp you did. Yeah. Right? I guess boot yep. camp is probably the best way to describe it, right? Yeah. So you kind of like this acceleration to get yeah. you to the next level, I don't know, yeah. for yourself. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I went to a program called Hack Reactor, which was a, um, I think, three month, um, like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Um, program where, like, we learned software development more um intensely um because uh like i didn't i didn't go to school for it um and i hadn't been involved with it a really long amount of time to be able to pick up uh some of that information um already um so like when i was working with with ujp um there was a lot that i knew that i didn't know um and i didn't really want to go through like four years of um school to do to start to do something that i was already kind of doing um maybe that's a bad way of looking at it or whatever but um yeah so i i I signed up for that um 
and they had like coding uh, quizzes or whatever to make sure that you knew at least a little bit so you weren't um, starting from a bare minimum. Um, so I did that for, uh, yeah, for, for three months. Um, and then after that was like applying to a whole bunch of jobs and, um, got, uh, got into, got a job at a software development agency. Um, but, uh, jumping back to the, the, the bootcamp, um, like it was, um, bringing in, uh, more like formal knowledge that, I had missed from not going to school, um, as well as like pretty much every day or like every week we would build something, um, like, okay, build an app that does this, build an app that does that, build a backend service that does this, build a backend service that does that. Okay. Now integrate them together. So it was a process of making things while also learning, uh, why they worked like, okay, um, we want a service that sorts users or whatever. Now we're going to learn about different sorting algorithms and like ways to sort things so that it's quick. I don't know. Um, so you're not, uh, uh, spending a long time doing that or whatever. Um, but like backfilling some of that knowledge that I didn't have. Um, and at the time I had no money. Um, so I told them that I was like, Hey, I nothing. (laughs) Please let me in. started crying and Um, I was like, Oh, okay. But, like, a lot of those programs, while it is super time-intensive, um, so it was a huge privilege that, like, I had to be able to, um, like, move back to my parents and um, eat their food without contributing anything for three months or whatever. So, for sure, it might be um, more difficult for people in other life situations to get started in. But um, take three months off to go, like, off of work. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were ostensibly getting paid, right, with, with Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so you said, yeah, you were working goodbye. You said goodbye paycheck. Yeah. Hello boot camp. Yeah. Which, yeah. which worked out. Like, yeah. um, and like I went up to them and it's like, hey, whew, uh, the coffers are a little thin. <laughs> um, but a lot of those programs have, have, um, uh, like financial assistance for that, where it'll be like, okay, either we defer the payments or like, um, put you on a payment plan or, um, sometimes like just give you a scholarship straight out or like okay once you get a job after uh then you pay this percentage of your paycheck for however many months until like the cost of the program is paid off so if like if i guess for anyone listening like if you'd like to do something like that um just reach out to them and be like hey how 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 can we make this work maybe they'll say like oh no like get out of here like (laughs) what are you talking about but uh, in all likelihood, like it's a it's an accessible um, method of learning. It's not gonna hurt to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like a lot of those programs are set up so that people that aren't like traditionally viewed as like ideal web developers can get a chance and a start. Um, yeah. So how how is your experience being a programmer, kind of having stumbled into something? Hmm. Um, being able to be kind of a a bit of a guru and a bright spot <laughs> potentially for other people, how is that transforming you as a result? Yeah, um, it's been really interesting. Um, like I've definitely learned a lot through that. Like um, being in a position to be able to teach people something that I know is bizarre in the first place, but also like. Um, 
incredibly fulfilling uh, to be able to uh, see, I guess, knowledge or, like, see people, like, become more confident in, like, their own ability to do something. Um, that has been really, really cool. Um, but it's also, like, helped me in tackling the, the imposter syndrome and just keep on moving forward. Um, even though for sure there are a lot of like setbacks and falling and like, you know, becoming paralyzed by, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I have to do it anyway. Like after enough times of that, um, there, the conversation like internally starts to shift to like, I feel this way, but like, okay, let's keep on moving. Like I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to program people's websites and now it's like uh yeah but i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna figure it out and i'll reach out if i am taking too long to figure it out but like um there is a certain amount of like being able to sit in um a situation uh in life that i have no idea what i'm doing have no idea if it's gonna work out and still be like pretty satisfied um because like uh uh, i had mentioned to you earlier like i went into an audition uh, a while ago uh, or a couple of weeks ago and you know i didn't even close to get it but um not didn't close but like i didn't uh move past to like callbacks or whatever um but like i could leave that experience being like oh i am pretty totally peaceful about this because i tried and, like, I was scared of this, and I tried it, and now I'm past that, which is a cool thing to, like, have in your pocket when running into other areas of life, um, where it's like, oh, this thing is definitely scary, and I don't know if I can do it, and I might not do it, so I can't tell myself, like, I'm going to be the best, and I am going to win at this experience, but, like, if I try and I fail, that's okay, because, like, I tried and the success is that I have pushed past the like baseline fear in the background of trying something new. It's very scary for sure, but you do it anyway. <laughs> well, awesome. Zach, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. It's good to have you. Thanks for listening to you can do it, do it. If you want to hear more about what Zach is up to, visit youcandoitdoit.com for show notes to this episode, as well as our other episode and info about all of our other guests. Thanks again to Night Swim for the use of their song Fiji as the theme song for this show. And last but not least, if you like the show, go on iTunes, give us a review. We'd love to know what you think. And feel free to contact us through our website as well. We'd love to, uh, to hear from you. All right. Well, hey. Have a great week and look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Bye.